Thank you. Wow. Um, I'm incredibly nervous, but it's okay because it's not about me, so we'll just kind of um, rock this up. Um, thank you, band. You can all, yeah, thanks, Jack. I'll give you a shout if I, um, if I need you. Thank you. But, um, so I have been asked to speak about prophecy. I really wish that, um, that you had been here at prayer this morning when Jono taught about prophecy because um, that's not what I'm going to do this morning. Um, but prophecy is one of my favorite things to wonder about. I love the idea of being prophetic. I don't 100% know what it means, what, what that means and what it looks like in my life. Um, because as Jordan also, Pastor Jordan said last week as well, um, you know, when you have little faith, everyone has little faith to prophesy. And then the more you step out and the more you do it, the bigger your, the bigger your faith and the bigger your gift grows. Um, and to be fair, uh, I'll talk a little bit, of, hopefully, I've moved my notes around so much, who knows what I'm going to talk about. But, um, but you know, so, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so, so to be fair, I don't probably step out in it as much as I should. Uh, yeah, and as I said, we'll talk a little bit about that in quite a little bit, I think. Um, okay, so as I said, it's less about me teaching you about prophecy and more really about um, what prophecy means to me. I think. <laughs> um, but I do just want to flag that this is probably not, and you know, it was the mandate that I was given, but it's not going to be your standard kind of stand-up. It's probably more like a standard kind of stand-up comedy. Um, and hopefully that's how that all roll. Um, but Pastor Jordan talked last week about Christmas trees and um, spiritual gifts being the presents that sit under the Christmas tree, and we are essentially the tree. Um, so I want to take and use that analogy a little bit and probably take it a little bit further um, possibly labor the point a little bit and even um, completely overuse the notion of gifts, but um, that's sort of a Sutherland trait as we kind of take in and joke and keep pushing until we've crossed a line somewhere. So um, I apologize if I do end up crossing a line. Actually, I don't apologize for that because um, <laughs> one of the other things I was thinking is, is one of the things and one of the reasons, um, probably one of the reasons they've got me up speaking this morning is because um, I don't apologize for pushing, pushing boundaries and stepping over lines because um, especially when we're... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dukes. Especially when we're talking about things spiritual and um, around spiritual gifts, and particularly around prophecy, because there's lots of um, there's lots of super spiritual views around what prophecy is and what it isn't, and who can and who can't. Um, and so, really, today I just also want to put to bed some of the um, religious spirits in the house around what that means. So um, I'm not going to, you know, not going to get all up on their face and punch them in the face, but um, I'm clearly not going to take it too seriously. So um, yeah. Hopefully that's how that goes. Um, and in my awesome uh, organisation, I had a really cool photo to put up, but I haven't got it now. So um, the first thing I really just want to say is prophecy is a bit like those gift boxes when you look online. Um, I was going to pull up a little page, but in your own time um, or on your devices that you have on your front. You know. um, there are kind of When you look up a gift box website, um, you can see that there's gift boxes for all kinds of occasions. You can send them for um, the birth of a child or for a marriage or for moving home or for bereavement. Um, there's, um, there was one when I was looking today, there's Christmas obviously, uh, and then there was like one for the weekend, which looked like it was a bag of wine and cheese and stuff in a little overnight bag, I was like, I've got to get me one of those, because the bag looks cool. Um, but you know, so, so you can have a gift box for any kind of occasion, um, and I guess something that's, around, that's really around um, prophecy is much the same. And if you look through the Bible, we'll have lots of examples of different kinds of ways um, that prophecies have been delivered and for different kinds of purposes, but ultimately, they're all about the God, that, the message that God wants to deliver to us. 
um, you know, there are prophecies that show God's justice where um, people are going to be smited and enemies will be um, whatevered. And, um, and in fact, we, we even might, there might even be threats there that, um, that something might happen to us as a nation or to us as a church or whatever in that prophecy. But, um, but the purpose of those kinds of things that will show us God's, just, God's justice is for us to, is to bring us to repent, right? There's something that we're not doing, which is probably putting God first, I would, I would wager. But there's something that we're not doing that we need to change. Otherwise, these things are going to come about. And prophecy shows God's power, so the smiting doesn't just happen with a little slap on the hand. Usually it's a pretty powerful um, vision of what's going to happen. And it's not always about us. Sometimes it's about our enemies, but we have to do something in order for this thing to happen to our enemies. Um, but remember that God always wins. So, those, so, we need, so when those kinds of prophecies come up, you know, it's because, um, because God's for us. And so those prophecies should encourage us to know that we've got that kind of mighty power behind us. And um, prophecy also shows God's love, and, and all of those things together also dial up to showing God's love. His warnings of dire consequences and destruction um, sometimes are offset with the blessings and the, and the amazing blessings that, that he'll pour out upon us. And there's a choice in there around how we behave and how we want to approach him. Um, but those, those descri- the destructive ones are not, as I was saying before, they're not about his angry retribution. Um, they're about encouraging us to make some different kinds of choices, us as a nation including the Israelites, you know, so when I say us, I don't, but um, yeah, to make some kind of choice about how we're behaving or how we're approaching him, um, and so it's not a, it shouldn't, we shouldn't be fearful in a, oh my God, this is going to happen to us, um, we should be fearful of God, like in a fear of God kind of way, but we should, but it's a desire for God to bring us closer to him, um, and so all of those prophecies are, desi- are designed and intended to encourage us um, and to encourage the church and to build the church up. So that's kind of my sense, and it's about all I could do about teaching. Um, so go back to the gifts. Two, two exciting things about gifts. Gifts is my love language, so I could talk about this for days. Um, I won't, though, because I did promise that I would be short. Um, but there are two exciting parts about gifts. Um, there's the giving of the gift, which is, um, if, if you have, are there any other gift language, love language people in the house with gifts? Oh, uh, yeah, come on. So there's a thing about gifts. Um, there's the giving, which is awesome. It comes with a whole lot of pressure about getting the perfect gift and that person liking the gift as much as you do. So there's that. But then there's also the receiving of gifts. Um, I happen to speak both of those languages, the giving and the receiving. But to be fair, the, the receiving is much more fun for me. Um, but there is something powerful in the giving of gifts. Um, and so when I talk about gifts, last week Pastor Jordan talked a lot about gifts being the spiritual gifts as a collective whole of the God gives us gifts. Um, but I also see prophecy as a gift, and the, the, the words, the actual words. So there's the gift of prophecy, but there's also the, the words that I bring, the things that I say to people. I think of those as gifts as well, um, which is, I think, one of the things that, um, that gets me so excited about, about prophecy is that it is the fact that I get to give someone a gift. I mean, you, you do with all of your, when it's a word of encouragement or when it's um, something you're teaching something and you've taught a, you've explained really beautifully a concept. I'm not a teaching gift, so that's whatever it is that you get out of your teaching thing. Um, <laughs> But um, but for me, yeah. So it's it's like a gift. Um, and so so in the purposes of this, I'm mostly going to use when I talk about gift, I'm talking about the words that I say, the things the things that come out of the mouth of the person delivering a prophecy. Um, so I'll start off just talking a little bit about the receiver of prophecy. Um, and if you're taking notes, don't. But if you're taking notes, um, the, this first point is thank you. It's just what I've always wanted. Um, A prophecy is like a gift. I'm excited to receive it, but I'm always disappointed if it's a voucher. Only, only, I'll explain why. Like, please feel free to give me vouchers. Or if the gift isn't quite what you're expecting. 
Um, you know, did you ever get a gift? You've said pretty specifically what the thing is that you would really like, and someone's kind of interpreted that into, um, or, or you should know me pretty well. I like shiny things, things that look glamorous, things that are flash. That's pretty much what I like. And then you open the gift, and it's got polka dots on it. You're like, well, that's the shiny, shiny, classy. Polka dots, cute, nice. Looks a little bit like a mushroom. Yeah, so, um, so you always just kind of go, oh, thank you. That's, that's exactly what I wanted. That's awesome. Um, you're hoping for a vision or a prophecy of your future five-bedroom home in Wilton, um, and you get the warning of destruction if you don't repent from the sin of coveting your neighbor's house. Delivered, of course, in love. Um, thank you. That was awesome. That's just what I wanted. Ugh, who knows? I've got to do some work now. Um, yeah, so, so my mother raised me really well, and that's one of the things that comes out of our mouths um, as sisters. We're actually probably not very grateful as a family. So thank you. That's just what I wanted. Um, like when Nana gives you a Barbie doll when you're 14 and like you stopped playing with Barbie dolls like last year. It was so uncool. Um, or when your mother-in-law gives you Winnie the Pooh st- stationery with your name on it. Yeah, that's a true story. Um, it was just what I wanted though. Um, so the trouble with a voucher and often a beautifully wrapped gift Oh, it's, sorry, it's important. So when you get that prophecy that you weren't quite expecting, um, usually that means it's because there's something in there that you're like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't seem right to me. No, I was, I'm in this place, I'm about to walk into this beautiful future, and you've given me this thing that kind of says that, but actually it's not quite there. Um, so, you need to, so you do need to, when you get a prophecy, you need to be able to kind of test it. Um, and like I said, a beautifully wrapped gift, the beautiful delivery of a prophecy, thus say the Lord Jono, these are your, this is your future, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a beautifully wrapped gift and in the delivery and it's beautiful, but that's not the most important part. The most important part is when you take it away and you unwrap it to find out what the amazing gift is in, inside it. Um, you need to be able to find out what's inside the, gap, the, the gift. You need to find out how to, how to use it. You need to read the instructions and, um, or if it's a lovely thing, what it goes with, which part of your outfit it goes with. Um, you, know, like you need to kind of figure out how you use that gift and how it fits into what it is that you're doing in your life. Um, and the trouble with, with that beautifully gift and that voucher is that you have to do some work, right? So the initial receiving of it is, is, is the instant gratification. Yes, yes, I'm going to be, someone's called me Deborah. That's awesome, yeah. Wait, what does that even mean? Um, and, then it's, and then it's slightly annoying. So this is my issue with vouchers. It's slightly annoying because now I've got a wallet full of vouchers that at some point I'm going to have to go and do some shopping, um, which sounds, sounds awesome, but I just don't have the time to do that. You know, so there's a little bit of work that I have to do. I either have to get online or I have to put it in my bag, and sometimes I'm in the right shop, but my wallet's not with me. Like, it's just slightly annoying because I've got this gift, this gift, this, these words. I've got this gift, but I'm not able to do anything with it. Um, so you do have to put in some effort later on to be able to realize the value of the gift. Um, and so how do you do that? Well, you pray about it. Um, sometimes you just need to sit on it. Sometimes you can talk to someone about it. Hey, someone bought me this prophecy. They said that I look like a horse. They said that I'm going to grow seven legs. No, I don't know. But, you know, so what do you think that means? Because, because we all have the gift of prophecy, right? So some of us will be able to go, oh, well, that means this. I mean, it's obvious to me that this is what this means. And you're like, ah, oh, okay, well, that's good. I'll tuck that away. And you just have to sit on it. You work on it. You talk it through. You pray about it. You kind of seek, you seek God about it because obviously it was his gift in the first place. Um, but you just need to kind of roll around in it a little bit and hold it. Sometimes you have to hold it quite lightly. And we'll talk a bit about that. Oh, right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you just kind of, yeah, sometimes you just have to hold it lightly, but you do need to do a little bit of work with it. 
Um, I'm just going to keep moving because I don't know how long I'm going to talk for. First um, Thessalonians tells us a little bit about that. First Thessalonians 5.19 says, Don't stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at the prophecies, but test everything that's said. Hold on to what is good. Hold on to what is good, because not every element of your prophetic word is going to feel applicable to you right now in your particular circumstances. So you want to pick the bits, so you accept the bits that, are, that, that resonate with you quite right now, um, and that bring new insight into what it was that you've dealt with in the past. So that all oh, that's easy, right? Because it resonates, you're like, yes, that's awesome. Um, it's not a voucher, it's like a shiny thing. Like, you know, so, so it resonates with you and it works well. But then you just put the other stuff away for future reference, and that's the holding it lightly. It might not come to pass, it might just be something that someone said, but you just have to but you put it away because you never know when it's going to come up again. And again, I'll, um, so David, remember, was a shepherd for, for many years before he was, um, after being told that he was going to be king. Just tucked it away in his back pocket, and it came out later when it was important. Um, it's important to remember, too, that prophecy doesn't, as I was saying before, it doesn't predict the future. It's not, necess- it's, not a, it's not a certainty. It's not something that's actually, it might be. It's not, something that's, it's not necessarily something that's going to come true. It speaks of the future. It speaks to the future. And it speaks of possibility, but it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to pass exactly as it was prophesied to you. Um, I really like that song. I don't really like it. I actually really don't like it. But the words in the song there, um, uh, see the sun, no, the black and white. Where's Laura? Yeah, this is living, but it was like the black and white turns to color now. Like sometimes that's what prophecy is about as well. It's referring to the future, but it just brings a bit different kind of possibility. It shines a bit of light onto something and makes it a bit more colorful. Or um, some people can't, sometimes you can't see the wood for the trees in your current situation, and all you see is black and white. Hey, there you go. All you, you, know, all you can see is black and white, and someone speaks some of that life into it or speaks some encouragement into you, and suddenly now there's a little bit of color and there's a little bit of a way to get out of your situation or a different way to see your situation. Um, just as by way of example, I've had t- so there are kind of probably two main key prophetic words in my life. Um, one came years and years and years ago before I really kind of knew that I well, felt like I was prophetic. Um, and it was one of those ones that was like, oh, Thanks, it's just what I've always wanted. Um, at the time, I was seeking a really clear word um, from God around what my calling was, what my place in the world was. Was I supposed to be? Um, was I was I supposed to be in ministry? Was I supposed to be a really great manager? Was I supposed to be? You know, how do I use what I'm doing in my real world and what I'm doing in church? And I was really struggling with what it is to be a Christian in the world, really. I think, um, and so I really was trying to get a really clear. I really wanted a clear um, someone to kind of call it out. I wanted someone to do the work for me, right? Um, so Pastor Pat Sparrow was here, I was very excited, he's a recognized prophet, it was so exciting, um, and I got up there and he started to prophesy, and he's like, yeah, you're definitely called, and I was like, yes, and he said, but I can't figure out, he said, I can't see if you're in ministry or if you're in the marketplace. I was like, no, no, you were supposed to give me clarity, all you've done is reinforced the exact dilemma that I've got right now, this is no use to anyone, what kind of prophet do you call yourself? In my head, obviously, in my head. So it wasn't a use, so I didn't find it very useful at all. I was like, man, that just confirms that I am a mess in my own head. Um, yeah, that God doesn't have a plan for me, clearly, because he hasn't figured it out yet. It's still blurry. Um, so yeah, prophecy doesn't always come at a time that you want it. Uh, or doesn't always bring you what you're wanting at the time. Um, but I don't, know how, I don't know how close they are together. I'll say fairly similarly timed um, prophecy. 
um, something was much clearer about how significant my role was. So yes, I've called, so I knew that. Um, and that's when, so I got this beautiful, nice, shiny, wrapped gift. Um, but as I sift through, so, so someone had prophesied Deborah over me, and I was like, yeah, that's really awesome. Finally, I get someone from the Bible I can hold on to. And it's not scary like, um, I don't know, going into the promised land or something. It's just kind of nice just sitting under a tree. Come on. Um, yeah. Being the boss of everybody. Yeah. Um, judging, that's totally my skill. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that was a really great shiny gift. Um, but when I sifted through the passage and when I looked at the next chapter and stuff, you know, I never really got any clear um, unpacking of that. God never really showed me what that meant to be Deborah. I could just swan around and be Deborah, but I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know how that, what it, what it looked like. I didn't know, I couldn't figure out uh, what that meant for me, except that it was nice and I could hang a hat on it and go, yeah, that's point to, point to that scripture and go, yeah, that's my defining scripture. But I didn't really know, I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and years later, after a friend of mine who was around at the time, I was there when I got that prophecy, um, actually left my life and kind of popped back in a few years later and said to me, oh, I meant to tell you, I had a revelation about what that prophecy meant. And she explained to me what she thought it was. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Um, and it was so lovely that it had provided me with some clarity about why the first one had been so ambivalent. And it sort of was, so in the one, in, in the, what is essentially a prophetic word from her or a word of knowledge from her saying, you know, this is what I think that second prophecy was. It brought everything together and then gave me so much more clarity about um, what God's plan is for me and where he's placed me. Um, and my life had moved on quite a lot, so I put those on my shelf and kept them away for future. Um, but then when it got into another, you know, the next period of time, I was like, so later in my life, I was able to kind of pick them back off the shelf and go, oh, okay, so this is what this is. And what they essentially meant was, um, <laughs> I love how... Oh, no, there it is. I thought I moved my stuff around. I couldn't find my real kicker, but no. Um, but so I wasn't able to make sense of it at the time. But when I put it all together and when I was able to lock it all up, it gave me much, a much better weapon and actually a narrative for me to move in my faith and in my calling and in my purpose in the, in the world. First Timothy said to Paul, um, I'm giving you these instructions based on the prophetic words spoken you, about you earlier. Um, oh, flips. Sorry, I've lo- I have actually lost it, which is a bit of a shame because it was a great... Um, this, the last line was the key thing but essentially I've given you the words um, these instructions based on the prophetic, prophetic words spoken about you earlier so you can arm yourself and go into warfare roughly roughly. Um, and so that was hi, yeah. so um, that was kind of cool for me I think how much time do I have Jono? Oh, okay cool All right. um, and so then there's the giving of the gift and um, as I said earlier, gifts are my love language, and so I feel intense pressure to, um, which is self-imposed, of course, but to give the perfect gift. And um, I hate it most when Isaac says, just give me some vouchers or just give me money. I'm like, oh, that's such a rude gift um, for me, but for him, that's what he really wants. And so, you know, you have to kind of honor that as well when you're, when you're giving gifts, but when we're talking about money and vouchers. Um, but yeah, so for me, I really do have to, um, to give the perfect gift, which um, makes actually being, and thinking of my of, of the prophecies that I bring as gifts then makes it a bit difficult because I want them to be right and I want them to be perfect and I want them to be the best thing that you've ever heard. And, um, and so it puts pressure on myself and then that just is like, sucks all the Holy Spirit right out of it. Um, so I have to remember that I'm not, it's not about me. They're not my gifts. I'm not giving you the gift. Um, it's God's gift. I'm just the courier. So God, so, so God orders something on trade me and um, <laughs> I'm the guy that picks it up and delivers it. And I was just saying this, hey, Josh, is he still here? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so the courier knocks on your door, and you answer the door to receive your gift, and he goes, I've got you this thing. I've got you this, I've got you this gift. This is your courier, right? I've got you a gift, Chrissy. It's really awesome. Hope you really like it. No, you're right. Hope you really like it. It's really cool. You just, yeah, just sign there. Yep, yep. It's such a great gift. Are you going to open it? Because I really want to see. It's like the best gift I've ever given. You know, so the courier, it's like, if I'm just the courier, it doesn't matter to me whether it's the best gift someone ever got. I'm just about bringing it. You, it's all, you're, you're the one that's got to unwrap it. You're the one that's got to do the work. You've got to go and spend the voucher. I'm just giving it to you. And I hope you really like it. And I'm sure you will because it's from God. And all of his prophecy is about encouraging you and loving you or getting you to change some stuff so that you can be in a better place to receive his love. But, but it's not actually about, oh, so, so relieving. I just felt like it was thin. Just that release. Um, for me, I don't know if you felt it, but it's for me. Um, so, and I guess the thing is, when you're, when you're prophesying, how do you know what to say? Because uh, prophecy is also like a greeting card. See, I did that. Um, do you ever have to, like, especially at work, or if you're all writing stuff in a card, someone's farewell card, like leaving card, or like a communal birthday card, and you want to say something, you don't just want to say happy birthday, because everyone else has written happy birthday. And you want, your, you want it to be really meaningful, but... Like, you've got a line or two to write something really so stupid. Um, but, but I get really intense. Like, do you write it? Do people practice it? Do they write it down first before they write it? Until Laura does. Um, yeah, do you, like, practice it? What are you going to say? And so, because I don't. I'm just impulsive was the word that we talked about. I'm impulsive. And um, so I just start writing. And then I'm, like, halfway through a sentence. <laughs> How am I going to end this? What am I going to say? Thanks. I've really enjoyed the time that we've spent together. <laughs> Good luck in your next journey. Like, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. Um, I was going to tell a story, but I might move on. So how do you know? How do you know what to write in the card? How do you know when you're about to prophesy? So this is my intense, this is my intense fear of what am I going to say to somebody when I have to prophesy versus um, having to do it. <laughs> Jordan calls me up and I have to prophesy. Whoa. Uh, okay, go on. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? It's not about me. Oh, what are you going to give me to give to you? Um, so yeah, how do you how do you do it? Um, the Bible talks a little bit about that, right? So um, some people and, and a friend of mine hear God's audible voice, so he, they can hear God talking, and so they just say what God says. Moses heard God talking, Samuel heard God speaking, um, and they were able to in- interact that way and kind of know exactly what God's trying to say. Um, some people talk of visions. So Peter, John, and John and James saw Moses and Elijah on the mountain, or talking to Jesus on the mountain, and so that brought revelation to them. Um, they didn't necessarily pass on a message, but you know, they, 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 got, they got the revelation from God. Paul fall, fell into a trance um, and saw visions of um, Jesus on the, on the road to Damascus, which brought repentance. Um, Peter sat on the roof, had visions of animals falling from the sky, which brought revelation to him. Um, for me, and it's probably, and, and sometimes, I get a, sometimes I get vision, so when I'm praying for somebody, I get a picture. <laughs> um, one time I was praying for somebody and I got a picture of one of those unicorns, um, the rainbow unicorn spewing out rainbows. <laughs> wow, I really think God sees you as a unicorn emoji with the rainbows and the stuff. Uh, what I think he means by that is, yeah, so we'll talk about, a little bit about that as well. But, um, yeah, so sometimes I see a picture and sometimes that's not me. But then I go, well, why did, you, why did I get that picture? What does it mean? What does that mean for me? And then there's a feeling. But for me, um, as Second Samuel 23 says, the spirit of the Lord speaks through me and his words take shape on my tongue. And that's a really nice description of what it is for me because I just, you have, a, you have a sense and it's not even a, sometimes it's a feeling in my gut and sometimes it's just a, a word on my tongue or a feeling on my tongue. I don't know, I can't describe it. So, so don't hold back if you've got no words because sometimes it's just a, 
sense. Super spiro. It's just a sense um, that you have that God wants you to say something. And then just start, like John was saying in prayer meeting this morning, just start speaking it. Can it be any worse than God sees you as a rainbow unicorn with vomiting rainbows? Like, you know, just, just start speaking. And like, because God is so good and it's not your gift, right? It's God's gift through you. He'll make it clearer. He'll go, whoa, what the heck are you saying? Here's some more information that you might want to go with. But you know, like he's so good that he's not going to just, he's not going to leave you stranded. And if you, and, and you know what? And if you go, oh, I can hear what I'm about to say. <laughs> this is really terrible. And you go, um, just go, hey, you know, I don't know where that, where, where, I don't know where that came from. Does that resonate with you? Because sometimes you might think it's the weirdest thing ever, but it might resonate with them. Or two or three years later, somebody might say something else, and there it is. There's this weird thing that you planted in the back of their mind, and they're like, whatever, I'm just ditching that. But sure enough, that little red and white striped shower, shower cap might come in handy. You might be ruffling through looking for a pen, and there's Winnie the Pooh with your name on it. Just what you needed. <laughs> the message is God's, but the words are the prophet's. Second Peter, Second Peter 1, 19 says, because of that experience that was earlier in the chapter, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your heart. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. They were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. So that's the feeling it's exactly like that. It is exactly like that. The words are formed on your tongue, and the words come from, come from God. Uh-oh. Okay, very quickly. Um, what it, so what else does it look like for me? Um, I get a bit confused. Um, I'm one of those PhDs that Jono referred to earlier. Sometimes um, I just call out whatever is, seems really obvious to me. We'll be sitting in a meeting at work, and people will be going, oh, I don't know, scratching our heads, trying to figure something out. And I'm like, and I've been sitting there for ages because it's like, what are we even doing in this room? Aren't we just here to do, isn't, isn't this the thing that we're supposed to be doing? Oh, they all say, yeah, it's just clarity. Sometimes, and so for me, some, and so it's something that I can see really plainly. And I just assume everybody can do it because it comes really easy to me. But I'm not sure that it does always come easy to everyone else. So sometimes it's, it's easy for me to despise, my, not despise, but to forget about my gift. It's hard for me to distinguish sometimes what's God and what's the dividend of a decade of study and a PhD in psychology? Um, but of course, the Lord directs our steps, and maybe that whole journey um, was part of the, the grooming, for want of a better word, um, for this particular such a time as this. Um, but eventually I had to stop trying to distinguish the two, right? Because they're all rolled together, and, and, and there's a plan and a purpose. Um, and I just have to accept that it's Holy Spirit inspired, because two things will happen if I don't. The first one is, is that I get prideful, and I start assuming that I've got a PhD in psychology, and so I can say these things, and I can speak into people's lives, and um, and um, and then it's not about because then there's no room for God because I haven't allowed God to speak because I've just said what I wanted to say, um, and then it's not about building anyone up. It's not about building up the church, and it's not spoken in love because it's spoken out of pride, so it's no use to anyone. And the other thing that happens to me is um, I just think it's me, um, and it's not God. If I don't assume that it's God-inspired, I just think it's just something that I've said. And um, sometimes I don't really think very much about what I think. And, um, and I might not be right, and people won't receive it, and it'll be really awkward. And so, um, so then I'll just sit on it. But you can't. You can't worry about what people are going to think, and you can't think about, worry about what, the, what it's received, because then it holds you back from using it um, and from giving it. And, and if you hold back, then you're preventing the church from being blessed and from people being built up and everybody operating in their spaces. Um, it's like Pastor Jordan was, has been saying all through this treasure 
um, sermon series, um, if, you don't, if you don't bring your prophetic word when you've got it, um, you're burying your silver in the ground. And actually, you're holding on to something that isn't yours to withhold. The courier van is chocker with all these beautiful gifts, right? So, that, I mean, that's creepy. <laughs> um, so, I guess, um, use it or lose it because um, vouchers have expiry dates. So, um, so use them. And then, and then if you don't use it, then you're not exercising your muscle, and that's that. You know, we all have a little bit of faith to prophesy. Um, and like Pastor Jordan said, prophecy out of little faith brings prophecy with big faith. Um, I have a vision for this church um, that people would pray and prophesy in the foyer um, over each other, not in a particular sermon that's set aside for prophecy, but that, that's what just people do. It's just what we do. Um, and so that's what I think we should do. <laughs> um, First Corinthians says, here's what I want you, that describes a Sunday service. Here's what I want you to do. When you gather for worship, each one of you be prepared with something that will be useful. Sing a hymn. Did anyone just stand here and not really sing? Come prepared, be useful. Sing a hymn. Teach a lesson. I'm doing it, but Jono does it sometimes. Pastor Jordan does it sometimes. Um, tell a story. Usually they're rolled into one cup. They didn't say tell a joke, but um, lead a prayer. So pray for people. Um, provide an insight, which is from the message. So it's like a prophecy. So this is what should happen on a Sunday. People should just bring something useful to everybody else, to one other person. God's given each of us our own gifts, and the church needs people to be outworking in their gifts. And as um, Jono said, I don't remember if it was prayer or this morning, but it's not just about the person standing at the front bringing the gift. It's also about um, each of us doing that and outworking our gifts. And we have to use it and we have to grow our muscle in them. Um, We all have to grow our faith to step out. And as a church family, we want to support each other to grow and develop. So without further ado, I forgot to get Jack up and and all of that kind of stuff. So Um, so we're going to take things a little bit more practical now. um, And I'll get the team up. Wow, I just kept talking. Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> um, so we'll just get the team up and, and they're going to lead us in a song of in, in some a song of worship and we'll just go into a worship time really uh, and do you want to do this bit or yeah so if you've ever had um, if, you, if you know that you have a prophetic gift or if you desperately would like to have or you know that God's called you to be prophetic um, or you feel like God's called you to be prophetic or you've had a prophetic word that says that you are um, <laughs> then um, I want you to come forward um, during this worship song and um, and just kind of spend some time with God and then and then we're just going to pray for people and we'll get you guys to come up and if you want a prophetic word then um, we'll get you to do that but we might do it in a bit more order than just blurting out the instructions yeah cool um so roll out but yeah so basically now if you just want to stand up and start singing the song and yeah if you if you feel that if you feel called to prophesy um then we want you to come forward now and and we'll pray for you and then we'll move on to the next bit